Today in Gamerhead Radio, we go over our 2015 predictions to see how well we did. Find out who won. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. I, I'm uh, I'm not clever this week, goat. Mm. Yes. And ringing in 2016 with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first of all, um, just in case anybody is wondering, wait, what, 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 where is the uh, where is our best of episode? Uh, it's coming. Um, just b- busy, busy lives and lots and lots and lots of editing has uh, delayed that. Um, so um, episode one, number 147, our best of episode for 2015, will still be coming just out of order. Um, there was but, a lot uh, of there was a lot of show in 2015, yes. man. You know, a- as we mentioned at the end of our last uh, of, um, of of at the end of 146, um, the first year that Gamerhead did not miss a week. So, um, mm-hmm. and we have now realized that it takes a lot longer to make a best of show. It does, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Um, We're yes. always learning on this program. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, you know it's funny. It's like I I was originally thinking that I was going to kind of like put the best of episode together like as the year went by. That was L- the plan. Little did I know what my year was going to turn into last mm-hmm. year. For God's sake! Mm-hmm. But th- the other thing too is that um, I realized that that would is kind of a bad idea because you you don't know what's going to be a running joke when it starts. You know what I mean? So like the first time Bump and Jump was mentioned, we had no idea what that was going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time that like um, like Smile Party got brought up or something like that, mm-hmm. or the first time you said you know you, you said Shenmue, but not, yeah, 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 that, that thing that, that you that, said, that yeah. thing, <laughs> the thing we will not speak of. Uh, we you know we didn't know mm-hmm. what kind of running joke that was going to turn mm-hmm. into, so you, you almost can't do that Speaking because then you uh, miss some of those things. Of Smile Party, mad props to Danny Meckler for yeah. putting together a really. Um, Captivating yes. Smile Party NES cart uh, mock-up. Yes. Yes, um, yes. I was really pissed when I tried to order it from him, and it doesn't exist. <laughs> mm, what are you talking about? I can't wait. Uh, my copy's on, on its way in the mail now. That lion bastard. <laughs> so we uh, we survived. We survived uh, another... The show itself survived another year. I survived my first year. This is technically my one-year anniversary with Gamerhead Radio, it this is. episode. Happy um, anniversary yay. to you. Yay. Get back to work. Um, that's true. <laughs> Get back to work! <laughs> um, which is pretty much it. That's how my 2016 is going to be. Exactly like my 2015. So, um, so John, how was your Festivus holiday season? My Festivus holiday season was full of um, rejoicing that I was done with school for the semester. Um, it was full of, of beer and... Um, I, I ate more shitty, junky food in the last two weeks than I've had since summer. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I gotta tell you, um, I feel awful. <laughs> uh, it yeah. was delicious, but I am, I found myself waking up this morning going, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back on the horse and yep. not eat garbage. You know, three days from now, I'll be craving garbage, but right now, I don't want anything to do with it. No. Fair. How about you, Goat? How was your holiday season? Sorry, I was Googling Festivus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's a Seinfeld reference. It is a Seinfeld yes. reference. Totally missed right. that. Like that show. Uh, mine Costanza. Was, yes. It, mine, yeah. was, uh, mine was great. It was quiet. There wasn't a person around. Mm-hmm. I went and seen Star Wars on Christmas Day. Greatest idea I've had ever. We almost <laughs> said to bail, though. We put our cap at 35 people. We hit 32. 
It Ooh. was getting a little shaky there. Mm. <laughs> so finally got that out of the way. I get the hype, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, bring and, on. And, that and, was Goat's nice way of saying he thought it was pretty good. Yes. It was good. I get it. Like, it, it, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we should be so lucky. Yay, yay mouse. Yay mouse. New listeners, yeah. this is actually glowing praise. You might yeah. not recognize it as such. but so, uh, there's, yeah. there's a change happening in Go. First, he was playing with my son. He was holding a baby. And now he liked uh, episode seven. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new man standing before mm-hmm. us here. 2016 is going to wield something interesting. Oh, let's not get crazy. I'm a whole new man. <laughs> yeah. I will see more movies this year. but yeah. we, we really <laughs> haven't had a chance to, to so much... Um, talk about star wars we'll we'll talk and this more is about definitely that later, not the place to do it no no well, wrong podcast yeah yeah but man <laughs> we're I, not gonna be those dicks i took my son to see it today it's the fourth time i've seen it and it is uh it holds up well on four viewings yeah nice yeah so uh charlie how was your i'm guessing total opposite festivus to me <laughs> um yes yes they're uh, incredibly busy um lots of family parties lots of uh, various events and things like that um uh, busy, 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 as evidenced by the fact that the uh, again best of episode is not here. Um, but uh, but aside from that, um, it was very good. Basically, the end of my festivus season culminated um, with uh, yesterday, uh, as of the day that we're recording this, um, with the second annual Cobra Holiday Bottle Share, um, which is um, the uh, the beer group that I mentioned a couple times on Facebook, um, Cobra Chicago Land um, uh, Beer Addicts. Um, it's uh, we had a bottle share yesterday here at my place, and uh, and um, you know John uh, John oh, was able man, to come out. Was good. Go was otherwise occupied, but uh, you were here in spirit. Uh, we, we 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 toasted your your. I don't want to say memory because that makes it sound like you're dead. Uh, <laughs> keep that going. Keep that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Just keep telling everyone I'm gone. Okay. Um, yeah. People uh, won't collect bills from a dead guy. <laughs> oh well. I'm pretty um, sure that's called fraud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, many tasty, many tasty brews were oh, uh, were enjoyed last night. What did we crack um, open? Like twenty five bombers or something? Twenty five, thirty bottles. Um, Jesus, yeah, man. something like that. It, and it um, was good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, excellent time. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So so now twenty fifteen is uh, is behind us, and we're looking forward to twenty sixteen. And with that being said, uh, coming up in releases on Tuesday, January fifth, Ampli- Amplitude is uh, coming out on the PS four. Uh, Hardware Rivals also on the PS four. Volume on the Vita. And Rebel Galaxy on the PS4. It's a very PS4. It's very. It's a very Sony. Uh, Sony Tuesday, uh, and then Thursday, January seventh, uh, Discovery is coming out on the Wii U eShop. Um, hmm. uh, officially, the best games that have come out this year. Thank you, Kotaku, for that joke. Um, uh, yeah, you guys. Int- I mean, like a- Amplitude. You know, is a remake. Is is mm-hmm. a remake, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a uh, it's a remake of a really really good game. So um, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that uh, you know how that stands the test of time. But. Wow, we should stack that up. I still have a copy of Amplitude originally. Oh yeah, and we that, should, was that PlayStation should, or PlayStation yeah. Two? Uh, PlayStation Two. Okay. Uh, we should totally do a side by side with the PS4 version and the PS2 version. <laughs> I, I would I would do that. Um, aside from that, are you guys curious about anything on this list here? Not particularly. Yeah, no. no. I'm still stuck in the open world mire of 2015. Looking at uh, l- uh, look, uh, goat. Are you interested in anything on just here? Just amplitude. I just yeah. want to see what they're going to do with it. And yeah. it's a music game. I I have a bad problem with music. Yep. <laughs> uh, I understand. Uh, looking into the future, um, Tuesday, January 12th, we're getting Assassin's Creed Chronicles India. Uh, oh, wow. Hitting the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. Oh, shit. I should probably finish China. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that Dragon Cancer, stylized as That Dragon, comma, Cancer, is coming out on the PC. Um, Gone Home is hitting the PS4 and the Xbox One. Mm. And the Banner Saga is also hitting the PS4 and the Xbox One. That's awesome. Um, that game was wait. great. Yeah. Gone Home's already on the PS4. 
Um, no, wait, that's Go Home. <clears throat> yes, that's different. <laughs> Damn it, I pulled a John this week. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy mistake to make. Uh, Wednesday, January 13th, Rebel Galaxy is hitting the Xbox One. And Friday, January 15th, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is hitting the PC. So absolutely nothing. Eh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, uh, some notable re-releases, and then Assassin's Creed India. Hopefully they've improved upon what they started with China. Yeah, because um, I, I didn't dislike China, but it was not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. More but, frustrating than it was anything. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's what's coming up in releases. So uh, we've got uh, you're uh, you're safe, ladies and gentlemen, to continue playing your uh, Christmas gifts. Yes, you're not missing yes, anything for 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 a while, I would say. Um, <laughs> so just wrap up that Witcher three, crack open that Fallout four, yeah. uh, bust out some Syndicate. You'll be good till March. Yeah, <laughs> Syndicate. Yeah, did that that they get a re-release? I'm not aware of. No. Oh, no, Assassin's no. Creed yeah. Syndicate. Syndicate. I'm yeah. thinking Syndicate. Syndicate. No, 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 sorry, AC Syndicate. I <laughs> forgot that game existed because nobody cared. <laughs> yes. And as this is the first episode of January 2016, uh, we can tell you about uh, your free Xbox Live games with gold and PlayStation Plus games for the month of January. On um, the Xbox side of things, um, from January 1st to January 31st, you're getting the uh, Season 1 Ultra Edition of Killer Instinct for free. Uh, that makes me so fucking happy. And I mean like the ultra edition mm-hmm. of season one, which means you get everything for season one. This makes you happy because you don't, don't you own this already? It makes me happy because it's going to keep people actively playing. Uh, yes. I'm convinced with Killer Instinct that it's such an easy jumping off point for people as a fighting game goes okay. that if you start playing it online, you're going to want to keep playing it. It's really good. Okay, cool. And then from January 16th to uh, February 15th, um, you're getting Zeros, which is spelled Z-H-E-R-O-S. And it looks like a cartoony, cutesy space game of some kind. And that's all I really know about it, because not even Major Nelson's blog about this has a link to tap on to see what the (laughs) game is about. So I can't really tell you anything more about it. Um, On the Xbox 360 side of things, and these games are also playable on the Xbox One, uh, from January 1st to the 15th, you are getting Dirt Showdown. And from January 16th through January 31st, you are getting Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, now, for the Xbox 360 games, all you have, all you have to do to quote-unquote purchase those is just pop on live.xbox.com, and uh, you can basically um, add them to your library there, and then pop over to your available uh, games to install on your Xbox One and install them from there. Hopefully, they'll make these games you know purchasable on the Xbox One like they do with the well, of course, the Xbox One games. Um, you know, so that. Uh, us Xbox Gold members can sidestep that particular, uh, that, you know, that part of the process, but not uh, not too complicated. On the PlayStation side of things, um, I, I they have upped their ante um, with with the quality of their releases. Um, for January PlayStation Plus, you get Dragon Age Origins on the PlayStation Three, Grim Fandango Remastered on the PS4 and the Vita, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Hardware Rivals on the PS4, Legend of War Patton on the Vita. Medal of Honor Warfighter on the PS3, and I don't, uh, Nihilimbria on the Vita. That's N-I-H-I-L-U-M-B-R-A. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's a pretty darn good lineup, I would say, for, on the PlayStation side, thanks for January. Yeah, man, that's, uh, it's good for, for PlayStation folk. Yep. Well, it's good for Xbox folks, because if, if history... Uh, continues to repeat itself. They'll come out swinging this month, so February's gonna be bitching for Xbox. Yeah, it could be. Because they usually go back and forth. I've noticed. Yep. Um, have either, have either of you guys actually played um, the Grim Fandango remaster? I have not. I own yeah. it, but yeah. I haven't played it yet. Okay, and are you pleased with it? Like, with the, did they treat it well? Yeah. yeah. Is you'll, it just a spit shine, or did they do anything different to the no, game? No, it's just a spit shine. Okay. Graphics. You like it for free? Nope. Yep. 
I, I would I'd like to for pay it. I just never. I mean, like I don't know when I'm going to play it. I'm just excited. It'll, it'll be in my library. So there's that. And uh, yeah, so those are your free uh, your free games for PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live for the month of January 2016. So yeah, so so we've got now two weeks of gaming to catch up on as far mm-hmm. as our uh, yes we do as far as what we've been playing. So. Um, John, what uh, what have you been enjoying the last couple of weeks? A lot of stuff, man. Um, end of the year is always a good time for gaming for me. Mm-hmm. It's holidays are... I, I typically... My birthday is in like the third week of November. So usually, traditionally, I just... I go out and, and find some sort of crazy deal and buy up all of the like holidays, hot titles, and just play through those. But I, I just didn't do that this year. But they still found their way to me <laughs> via the kindness of, of friends and, and family for the holidays. Um, I did get an Xbox Live uh, gift card for Christmas nice. and managed to stretch that over um, several titles. I picked up uh, Life is Strange, the, the complete Life is Strange, for 10 bucks. I missed out on Ori in the Blind Forest, which was 10 bucks, and I, I was going to pick it up the following day and just I fucking missed it, man. Um, I picked up... Um, I got Battlefront. And I'm enjoying it tremendously. I don't care what anybody says. It's fucking blast. It's not worth sixty bucks, but I didn't pay sixty bucks for it, so right. I don't feel bad. I only paid like around twenty bucks for it. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Of like your own money or like twenty? Of my do- own money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the twenty bucks gift card. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. the rest of it was on the gift card. Yeah, yeah. That works. Um, and then I got um, what else did I pick up? Oh, I picked up um, Outlast on Xbox One as well, okay. and it came with Whistleblower as well. It was the premium package. I only paid like eight bucks for it or something, man. It was okay. a crazy good deal. Nice. Um, there were some great deals during that sale. Um, yeah. But I played I played a bunch of Killer Instinct, like ranked like tournament, online tournament play. Did pretty well. Um, I've played a... I started Witcher 3, and am probably about nine hours into it. And uh, it is, as Goat said some months ago, very... Uh, it's very easy to get distracted by it, but it's pretty engaging. Um, I still need to play one other thing to determine whether or not I think it was worthy of the Game of the Year title. It's certainly ambitious, um, but, and I know I'm going to get some shit for this. I know it. <laughs> With the exception of it being in third person, it doesn't really do anything that the Elder Scrolls series doesn't do yeah. already. And and there are a couple things that that series does that aren't in this that I miss. Um, but it is pretty damn ambitious, and I'm enjoying it a lot so far. Um, that's mostly what I've played. A um, couple of mobile titles. Uh, Hitman. They uh, Hitman uh, Sniper. That uh, was fifty cents on the Play Store. Bought that. Played it. Um, played. Um, there's a Battlefront companion app that has a, a good little mini game in it. That's actually really fun. Um, and then uh, I was able to play a little bit of uh, Charlie's Oculus. Charlie got a, a Gear VR. An Oculus Gear VR unit. I did. And I played uh, Eve Gunjack on that and the bomb game, but I'll let him tell you about the bomb game. Um, I think that was it for me. I'm sure I could think of a couple other things in there, but Jesus Christ. I imagine that over the last couple weeks there's been a lot of little things Lots sprinkled here and there. little things yeah. here and there, yeah. But it was primarily mostly Witcher and in the last couple of days Battlefront. Uh, Goat, what'd you do? Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of Gear VR, I've been playing Bandit 6. Quite religiously on my VR. And you said that this is like the World War II shooter? Yeah, you're just uh, in a biplane and you look around, you literally look around and you just shoot planes out of the sky. So are you on rails or like is the plane on rails or do you actually fly the plane? No, no, no. There's somebody flying it for you. You're in the back. Okay. With the oh, gun. right, right, right. Yeah, okay. the yeah. Yeah. So, Some dude's got the. the, the controls that's okay. what eve gunjack is like it's essentially yeah. the same kind of thing just yeah. in space yeah. yeah yeah with eve you're you're like in like a like a gunner like a like a like a turret on the side of a capital ship or something and like it, that. It, that game looks 
damn good. Looks really for good. what it is. That's yeah. definitely if you have a Gear VR, if you're worried about the nine ninety nine price tag, you'll get um, it. Don't be. It's a good like uh, high end tech piece to show mm-hmm. show it off with. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually I have yet to run into anything I'm I'm not thrilled with paying money for on my VR yeah. yet. It will well, it's because it's so goddamn entertaining. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, and they're not asking a lot for it. To me, like four, six, eight bucks doesn't seem like a lot for the kind of like weird entertainment you're getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I pay that so. much for mobile apps that are half as interesting. <laughs> so then on the uh, the console side, I uh, I also um, thanked Xbox graciously with my wallet on their sales. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up uh, King's Quest Episode One for a buck fifty. Could not walk away from that for wow. five hours of a game. <laughs> I got wow. my money. Um, so, okay, so you played through it. Yeah, yeah, the first episode's done. What do you think? I'm going to be buying the rest of the season. No shit. Okay. It's good. Right on. It's, um... Is it everything, like, does it have that magic of, like, the original King's Oh, Quest? God, it's, it's hilarious. Okay. It's, it's got that... Right on. It's got, like, that, that stupid humor and stuff like that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd na- narrates it. Oh, oh yes. that's even better. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's, there's ten bucks right there. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, it was about five, five and a half hours of gameplay, and it's, um... Wow. Take take the King's Quest idea, the side scrolling where you go from panel to panel and stuff like that, and integrate the um, the QTEs from yeah. like uh, Walking Dead and a Telltale game into it. I heard a lot of people complain about the the sort of odd aesthetic they chose for the game, but honestly, I kind of like the art style for it. It fits it. Yeah, it fits it really well. Yeah, well done, Zero. Well done. Nice. Way, way to come back. Um, <laughs> then I played something really fucking weird. Uh, Three Force Home. Which is not a game. They call it a game, but it's <laughs> not a game. It's, I, I looked up the trailer after you post after you yeah, commented it, on it in our little private chat, and it's I don't get it. It's fucked up, is what it is. <laughs> um, honestly, Charlie, you might like it because it's super artsy and super story. Okay, but there's no game there. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's, how do you can how do you like what do you do? You you control a phone conversation. Uh oh. <laughs> that's the whole game I mean so so can you pick wrong answers like no you pick your answers and you get a story out of your answers huh so is it just like a choose your own adventure basically like depending on the, the but depending on <laughs> what you of. pick does that change the story does that change I, the narrative I, sure I don't know I have no <laughs> fuck alright it's an hour if you can get it for your cheap okay just take the hour because it's one of those games where like it's not good. It's not. It's one of the. Just pay the money to see what the hell I'm talking about because you can't explain what I went through. I was like, uh, what? And it was like, oh, thanks for playing. I'm like, playing what? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the 575 gamer score, but I don't okay. know what playing I actually did. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It's strange as hell. Um, then I played Never Alone, the Inuit game. Yeah. That John thought was something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, really I, good. I, I do have an interest in that. It's was really it? good. Yeah. The art style is really good. Um, the story is really deep. Uh, you, Charlie, will probably like it again because it kind of gives me that, like, I haven't played Ori yet, uh, because I did. Does it make you have feelings? No, God, no. Uh, (laughs) It it, It has an artsy kind of lofty platformer style. I I understand, and I think what Goat is trying to say, he won't admit to this, but I think what he's trying to say is, were he have to have the capability of feelings, Feelings. he might have them for this game. All right. You don't have to agree. It's okay. I, we understand. Sure, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's got that mystical kind of side-scroller platformy okay. 
deep story thing. Yeah, and I, they use the quotes I, I, on I, that. I'm interested. In that. I've watched the trailers and everything. Yeah. It's just the, the the reviews that I've seen on it have it's not short. have not been glowing, and the the, the length is yeah, pretty... it's like four bucks. Yeah, or so four, okay. four hours. So yeah, yeah. I, and I think I, I got it for I got the whole thing for like five bucks or something. Oh, okay. Like. So okay. if it's on super sale, pick if it. I come across it for that yeah. price, I'll pick yeah. it up. And then thanks to uh, one of our good friends and uh, longtime listeners, uh, Santana Adrian. Mm. I uh, I was thrust back into the uh, abyss that's called Diablo Three. You I, poor I believe, bastard! <laughs> I, I believe it's safe to say it into the hell of Diablo yes. Three. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been plunged into the underbelly of Satan's anus. Ooh, uh, that's a different game. <laughs> an, uh, an anus should not have an underbelly. <laughs> but I don't think that's so, healthy. So a little backstory on this. Black Friday wandered by, mm-hmm. and Best Buy had it on sale mm-hmm. on, on the one because I have it on the three hundred and sixty. Yeah, on the one for twenty bucks, and I was like, "Well, for Did twenty, they scale it? Does it look yeah, better? for for twenty bucks, I'll three do it, and I will double dip because all the achievements come back around for Xbox One. Oh, wow! So I'm like double the fun, double the points, right? And it's one of those cool games like Minecraft where if you have it on a pre-existing system, you can upload it, yeah. and dump it back down on the one, and you save your character. Oh, right on. So or, you didn't have to start from scratch. No, I had my level 42 right barbarian on. and all that nice. shit ready to rock nice. and roll. And I could just hop back in uh, and go. Yeah. Developers, more of that, please. Yes. And it was and it was super simple. It was literally like, I went to the thing and it was like, export, care, save. And I was like, yes, please. Yes. And it was like, okay, turn on your Xbox One. I was like, okay. There's no reason for it to and it was not like, be that way. Yeah, and it was like, import, save. And they're like, done. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. All right. And right on. right on the money. Like all my money, everything, all my save was there. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, the graphic upgrade, uh, greatly noticeable. Okay. Nice. Like, like a blind guy, noticeable. Like you're just like, whoa! All right, this is new and sexy and a lot smoother. Okay. Right. Um, and it's still. I mean, it's it's one of those games you can play nine thousand times and it doesn't get old. <laughs> right on. So so good job, Blizzard, for making me go back down this. <laughs> Dark and lonely <laughs> road, and we never saw go to Hello, between this and Fallout Four. Friend. Yes, <laughs> yes, but uh, I didn't get to that. I'm trying to get like I put on social media. I'm trying to get these smaller titles off my backlog because yep. they're they're piling up. While the more Fallout Four, the less other titles I'm playing. See, I, I'm I like, know I'm going to need to do that after I finish uh, Witcher and Metal mm-hmm. Gear and probably Assassin's Creed. You might have to take a break in the middle of Witcher oh to take down the list. Jesus Christ, makes me tired so, thinking about it. Yes. Yeah, so if anybody wants to play Diablo, Sir Goatsworth on the Xbox uh, Lives, uh, let's do this. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so that brings us to Charlie, right? Yes, yes, me. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm next. Um, so um, so first off, um, I had way more time to play uh, video games over the last couple weeks than I anticipated um, before I got busy with the holiday season. Um, because I uh, have time to do the clip episode. Be, because this is before Christmas. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. You little... You, I'd rather you, you play video games you, and piece you, together as you goat. <laughs> um, and um, I was actually sick for a couple of days before Christmas. I was actually sick on Christmas. So that, that was new, and I don't want to do that again. Uh, <coughs> but um, So you didn't have solid Yule Logs? Ooh. <sighs> Ooh. And uh, uh, check mark somewhere. Twenty sixteen, you know, whatever. There, there's, there, there's <laughs> bingo. I don't know. Um, so um, uh, I am now uh, fifty nine hours into Metal Gear Solid Five. That's impressive, um, man. Golf club? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, uh, uh, what did that? What did I tell you guys the other day? Um, I uh, you were like fifteen percent. Twenty seven percent overall completion. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> How does this make you feel? <laughs> 22 of 50 story missions completed. Oh my god. Um, and oh my once god. again, basically 60 hours. Oh. <laughs> Nick's, Wait, Nick's over there like, Nick on. is going to listen to this at some point and say, yeah, see, I understand. My brother, when he, when he was on the episodes, was it six weeks ago, yeah. he was cresting like 300 plus hours. He's got to be creeping on 400 hours at this right. point. Um, and he's probably at 98% from 96. Yeah. I love this game. Do you really? It is so good. I mean, like, I, I, am, I, am, I am so on board with, with everything that this game is right doing. Right on, man. Like, with, like, like, you know, it's... Um, I, I mean, I have so... I have, I, I'm struggling to think of something negative to say about it at this point. Like, I still think, it, I still think the format of it is weird with the whole, like, beginning and ending credits on every mission. Yeah. I think that's, that's weird, but... Um, yeah, no, it's so easy to just pick up and get, just get lost in for a couple days. Like nice of, of, of real time, not game time, real time. <laughs> I have your one negative, Charlie. Uh huh. You were not going to be able to play uh, fallout until 2017 because of this game. Yeah. Mm. See, it was between fallout and battlefront <laughs> when I bought that stuff on, on uh-huh. Xbox live. And I went, you know what? I'm in the middle of playing Witcher. I still have metal gear. If I buy fallout, I am. But that's 2016. I'll save. <laughs> I'll save Fallout yeah. for when there's that dry spell between summer and yeah. like the the 2020. Winter yeah. Yes. So go. You comfortably have some time with my copy. Oh here. my you god. Do not need to be up. Oh, that's 4. right. I still yeah. have your Tomb Raider copy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I played that. some of that too, actually. <laughs> well, we we've got some free time now because yeah. apparently Charlie's yeah. not going to need a new game until I said 2017. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll talk more about it later, but that reminds me because I did play like about mm-hmm. two hour two more hours of Tomb Raider. It's not keeping my interest the way the first one did. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Actually. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that was my biggest time sink. Um, but aside from that, um, Michelle and I, um, just starting yesterday, um, restarted over cause we, we played it for like a level or two when we first got Yoshi's Woolly World mm-hmm. and, um, but then haven't touched it since then. So we just were race to save file and just started over. Um, and, um, we, uh, we, we played through that, um, um, yesterday and today, um, we got through, I want to say, um, uh, let's see. I, I think there's six worlds in this, and we are uh, just starting world five, and right so so a pretty good chunk of it. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and it is beautiful. Um, What's your approximate like play length at this point for five levels? Um, for for the five for the five of I think six worlds that we've gone through. I want thirty five say... hours. You're twenty six percent complete. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want. I, I would say we probably played for. Maybe maybe ten to twelve hours. It's hard for me to estimate just because that, that that time just slips away so easily. I wasn't really paying attention to the clock, um, and um, you know we just wanted to. Um, you know it was so it was. It, I'm sorry. It was it was Friday and then today because yesterday we were cleaning for the for the bottle share. Like we spent just all day just cleaning up our disaster of a house because it was it was bad. It was real bad. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. So so that was that, and um, highly recommended. Um, it's a just really f- fantastic, fun game. Uh, don't bother with the. I mean, if you're an amiibo collector, okay. fine, buy the yarn amiibos. But um, other than that, I mean, that there's, was, there's really no point. That was be my next question: if it's worth the the yarn or not. Well, so here's the problem: um, if the because especially because you know with games like this, Michelle and I always play through together. Um, what the what the amiibos do for you is one of two things. So the actual yarn amiibos is you can. If you're playing single player, you can tap in an amiibo and basically get a computer-controlled second character to kind of help you out. Uh, but when you're playing two players, the amiibos do absolutely nothing for you. Mm. Absolutely zip. Mm. So especially in the case of if you're playing it through co-op with somebody, um, there's zero point in buying them. The, uh, the other, the other kind of cute thing that it does, which is just aesthetics, is that you can tap in, like Michelle tapped her peach amiibo, and it's 
Um, she now can the skin basically skin her Yoshi to look like Peach, which she likes. Um, but it's it's just aesthetics; it doesn't mm. do anything. Um, but yeah, the, but uh, aside from that, I mean, the game is fantastic. Um, aside, so aside from the, those two things, the other thing that I've been playing is um, there is a Steven Universe RPG on mobile, which I uh, discovered a couple Weird. weeks ago. It's called Attack the Light. It is um, it's making me want to play a straight up turn based RPG again. It is a lot of fun. Wow! Um, it is super simple, like you know there, but it's 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 a it's a, it's a turn based. You know, it's it's like an old school Final Fantasy style like turn based RPG, um, but just like incredibly simple. Wow! Um, it's it's almost like a light RPG. I think is huh. actually what they might call it. Like the game is Attack the Light, but I think they actually call it like a light RPG. Like maybe mm. trying to be punny. I don't know. But um, you know, you level up and you can like you know there's. Each time you level up, you basically have your choice of one of three different boosts. You know, like you know, more HP, more damage, more defense, or you know, whatever. Um, but but that's it. Like that's as complex as it gets. Um, but it's uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a it's a fun little game, and I enjoy it. it was it was free. And um, right on. I think Actually, I look into that myself. Then I think I think it was free when I got it. I think it was the uh, every week Apple has a featured app of the week that's free. Um, I think I got it then, so I don't mm. think it's normally free. But mm. uh, nonetheless, fun little game. Right um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, oh, and I've been playing. Th- I've been working through the Room Three, um, uh, uh, which, still which is real it. good, and um, also the, that new Rayman Adventures game I mentioned a couple weeks yeah. ago. Um, which that game is way more complicated than it needs to be with all like the little little things that are going on, like all the different little like microtransactiony like weird little bullshitty things that are, like all, that are all over the game. Like they, it's so weird and complicated. Huh. Like the actual gameplay is fun, but then there's just this weird like multiple different like little like side quests and like little mini games happening at the same time. It's, it's I don't know it's weird. You just but, made um, me think with the room. Um, given that we've been playing your your Gear VR unit, now two of the three of us own one. Mm. I will be getting one shortly, by the way. Mm. Um, don't you think that game, the Room series, would lend itself well to? Yes, anything like that, any yeah. sort of mist like mist mist. Because game when you're be playing, uh, you know, the Keep Talk, uh, you know, Don't Explode Bomb game. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, when you're rotating the bomb feels the way that you rotate a lot of the puzzles yep. in uh in the room i kind of feel like they need to they need to get on that man yes and uh, which is the the last game i want to talk about um which is uh, uh I, I know we talked about this before i don't remember if it was on or off air but um, i think it was off air yeah initially. so there's there's a game called keep talking and nobody explodes um what this <laughs> which is i mean it's a great title to begin with um and basically what this game is, is if you've ever seen like in TV shows or movies, like the, 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 you know, the, 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 the trope where somebody is defusing a bomb and, but they don't know how to do it. And so they're like on the phone or radio with the other person that knows how to defuse it. And they're like having to describe it. It's like, how many wires are there? Okay. Cut the blue wire. It's yeah. like th- that whole scenario. That's the game. Ah. And it is just so much stupid, silly fun. It's great. Um, and so the idea is that they have a version that you can buy like on Steam or whatever so that you can just play it just like a laptop screen. Um, but I have the version for my Gear VR and so I've got the bomb like in virtual reality in front of my face. And um, the, uh, you know, so one person is the diffuser and then the other person or persons um, that they're communicating with literally have a paper manual that, you, that you're supposed to, you can like pull it up on a screen or whatever, but it's a lot easier to actually print it out and like staple it or put in a binder or whatever yeah. and actually have it in front of you. Yeah. 
And then you have to communicate back and forth with how to defuse the bomb. Like there's, there will be different modules on the bombs and each of them, you know, it has to work a different way. And so the one person has to describe it. It's literally that. It's like, how many wires are there? Okay. Is there a blue wire? No. Okay. Are there more than one yellow wire? Yes. Okay. Cut the fourth wire is, is kind of, kind of a thing. And so, you know, it's like, okay, there's, there's a keypad with symbols. Describe the symbols to me. Okay. You need to press them in this order, you know, kind of a thing. And, um, it's just, it is it's it's an incredibly effective like almost like a team building thing yeah too. it is um michelle and i've actually gotten really good at it yeah. um where i want to say i want to say with the with the bombs it gives you there's like a progression like you know as they increase in difficulty and complexity yeah. that's what um, i didn't understand about it until i played it and it's, yeah it's impressive how much harder it gets later we are we are right before the point where the needy modules come in which are modules on the bomb that you have to keep going back to like every so often to like continuously interact with because like all the other modules it's like you go with them, you deal with them, you, you disarm them, and then you move on to the next model. Yeah. These needy ones, you have to keep going back to them, and so um, uh, that's going to be that's going to make it a lot more interesting. What but, blew uh, my mind about that too is, is as I was flipping through the manual, mm-hmm. I, there are portions like the touchpad, the trackpad on the side of the the you know headset. Mm-hmm. You have to tap out Morse code in order to disable some of them. I didn't. I haven't. I haven't gotten to those yet. That so. is insane. You actually <laughs> have to tap out Morse code to wow. disable certain sections of those yeah. modules, and it's just nuts because it started. I did the basic tutorial one with mm-hmm. Michelle. She ran me through it, and we got through it with about two minutes left on the bomb. Out of five. Out of five, which was not terrible. Mm-hmm. It took me a second to get a hang on the controls. Yes. Um, yes. But it is like once you get going, you're like, I gotta defuse this fucking bomb. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and I almost like. I mean, yeah, you can you play it on a laptop screen, but then somebody could just kind of look over your shoulder if they wanted to. But this is different having the headset on you're in a room with a door shut it's almost like you're in a different place and they're having to talk you through mm-hmm. this with yep. no they can't see what you're looking at exactly. it's brilliant it's brilliant yep and the um and the the other immersive thing about doing it with the headset too is that the room starts to mess with you like yeah. like in, as you get to the you know as you progress through the difficulty like the room like the lights will go out so you can't see the bomb anymore like you can just kind of barely see it just with the little, what little ambient light there is from other light sources mm-hmm. but for like 10 or 15 seconds you know you can you can you can take the risk of messing with it like in the most mostly blind but you mm-hmm. know so the room messes with you the little alarm clock on the desk next to you will occasionally go off so you've got to put down the bomb pick up the alarm clock hit the snooze button to shut it up put it back down and pick up the bomb <laughs> it's it's that's uh, a lot of fun. being the person with the manual because it is a full fucking like manual with it's like it's like, th- it's like 25 or 30 yeah pages, it's insane like yeah. and it's and not every page is for one bomb i mean it's all different sections of bonds and stuff mm-hmm. but being the person on the side of the manual, that's mm-hmm. actually more work than being the diffuser and kind of more responsibility. It's kind of stressful to be the person yeah, with the manual. Yeah, the person with the manual needs to be the logical thinker, like the one who's able who's, who is able to figure out like the steps, especially when you get more complicated. And then the person who's def- who's diffusing the bomb needs to be the better communicator because they need to be able to really describe accurately what they're seeing yeah. so that the other person can understand it and then read the manual and figure out what to do. So, yeah. um so yeah, uh, Michelle and I we typically play so that I've got the headset on and she's got the manual and uh, we yeah, we make a pretty good team. I'd nice. Say. So, I, yeah. I'm curious to play it with with Megan to see whether or not it ends my marriage. <laughs> uh, you're not fucking paying attention. To the... <laughs> ah! 
I'm leaving. There is a, if, if, you, if you guys are curious about this, BuzzFeed did a video where it's uh, couples playing this game, like long-term couples. And um, it's, it, it is exactly what John just described with like couples like yelling at each other. Yes. It's like, yes. can you just tell me what to do? No, I need to read. No, it's, it, it's, it's just Google. I'm sure if you Google or whatever. It's pretty YouTube, damn it's funny. Google, that, Google that by that. itself will sell this game to anybody. Yeah. I'm thinking Charlie and Michelle are getting to that point when, when the level, when the, when, when the difficulty level comes up, I'm, I'm waiting to see a video of Michelle going, why are you just fucking do it? Why are you not doing it? <laughs> and on that note, we discovered, the three of us just today discovered that with the built-in YouTube streaming capabilities, um, we can stream basically gameplay of the headset. So uh, we, would be, we would be able to put up videos of like what I see of the bomb, and then you'd be able to hear the audio yeah. of Michelle and I, or whoever the players are communicating. Or, or we so, could even yeah. periscope the reaction of mm-hmm. the both of us sitting there and then you know you could check out you know either one either or or have them both running we might have a a gamer head stream coming up with that uh yes 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 Yes, all of that um but yeah that is our two-week catch-up extended edition of what we've been playing and uh so now that you know we've been doing this week uh, the last two weeks in video gaming let's see what the industry has been doing in video gaming Guys, before we get started, I have to say, uh, not one comment on my shirt, really? Really? Not a comment on my shirt either. Actually, both of you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wearing a fucking Batman shirt like I do, but... Yeah, the both of you, it's impressive. Be yourself, unless you can be a brony. Then always be a brony. Can we guess who's wearing that one? Which is what will be inscribed on Charlie's headstone. <laughs> And then uh, yeah. Goat is wearing a a Pip Boy yeah, Christmas even... sweater. That is pretty rad. It's nice. my ugly. It's my ugly. Uh, it's my ugly uh, post-apocalyptic nuclear shirt. It, it should be a amazing. thing. We should because we we we, we, we have, have pretty good gaming and like geek we've geekdom some... fandom related shirts. Yeah, and we always seem to wear them here. Yeah, we do. We may not be the best dressers. Uh, Charlie's the best dressed out of all of us. Yeah, he's pretty sharp. Um, oh, thank you. Um, but we we. Uh, we do have some bitchin' shirts. <laughs> mm. Before we start the news, we should mention, just we should talk about our shirts. <laughs> That's true. Every week. So, yeah. And John is wearing a nice, uh, now is that, is that, is that uh, the, 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 the stressing on your Batman logo there, is that original or is that just, is that, is that a worn shirt? Um, like when you when you that, got no, that shirt, that's it how look I like purchased that. it. It just looked that, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I just happened to prefer this type, this Batman logo, <laughs> the the weathered look of the it. We- well, the, I mean, just this Batman. Oh, logo. oh just the, like the, the black um, and yellow yeah. kind of like um, would be considered uh, somewhere between Neil Adams and like um, you know Tim Burton era Batman logo, right. where it was just right. yellow and black. I just like that logo, man. Okay. Um, but it's it just happens to be distressed. It was how the shirt was pressed. This is the Target special. You can I actually own like three of these. Nice, because I wear them often enough, and my son it makes my son very happy. So, and that's our shirts for the week. Yeah, <laughs> is that our new segment for 2016? Uh, I'm gonna say yes until people tell us to stop. It's true. Until, or until I wear a plain black T-shirt every week, and <laughs> uh, that would make it less interesting. Yes, it would substantially. So what do we got for news, John? Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> kicking things off at number five this week, um, kind of unfortunate. Firefall developer Red Five Studios reportedly misses payroll on Christmas Day. 
Oh, uh, Red 5 Studio, developer behind free-to-play massively multiplayer online uh, shooter, Firefall, reportedly failed to make payroll on Christmas Day via anonymous sources uh, from Kotaku, which this article was originally published through. Um, while this obviously makes the future prospects for the studio look kind of bleak, it's awful news for employees counting on that money to help pay for the expensive holiday. Um, Kotaku reached out to Red 5 Studio for confirmation, and uh, Red 5 Studio started back in 2005, founded by ex-Blizzard employees who worked on the wildly successful World of Warcraft. It launched its only game, Firefall, last year. Um, after a lengthy beta period that started in 2011, Firefall sought to combine competitive shooting multiplayer with role-playing community aspects of mass- massively multiplayer online games like World of Warcraft. Never found a substantial audience, and Red 5 has suffered layoffs since its release. Chris Stewart, a software engineer at Blizzard, started a GoFundMe campaign to earn $100,000, supposedly missed in the employee payroll, but it's currently at just $97 as of the 28th of uh, December. Yikes. Um, to be fair, I'm sorry, guys. Um, Red, Red 5 Studio, sorry. Firefall is not a very good game. I played it. I was part of the beta, and it's kind of bland. So you're not surprised by this? I'm not surprised by this. It's really kind of sad to hear, though, because it wasn't that it was a poorly made game. It just wasn't a very... Like, the quality of the production was there. It just... What it was was yeah. not very interesting. Um, but that sucks, man. I couldn't imagine, um, you know, Christmas week and you're, you're counting on that money for your family. Or, fuck, man, even just to pay your bills during Christmas time. And it's just not there. And this is usually a... Um, pretty bad sign for a developer if they're missing payrolls it's usually during some period of the following six months is when they announce they're either laying half of everybody off or they're closing because they can't pay anybody um it's always kind of sad to hear when a developer uh, goes away the dodo that way you guys ever had any experiences like this before where you were counting on money on a holiday and you got shafted by whoever you worked for well not to that degree <laughs> i had it happen one time about six years ago and um the company I worked for was kindly enough to make up for it later. They gave me a, they gave me my money plus they gave me a bonus for waiting. Oh, um, but I, well, that's I think that's kind of rare. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I've yeah, no, not had anything remotely similar to that happen. I had it happen once, but it was for uh, they had the money. Um, there was just a payroll error in the system. Oh yeah, and so uh, we got two paychecks the following week. <laughs> Oh, well, that's something. <laughs> Delightful. Sad yeah. for the Red 5 Studios employees, though. Um, hopefully they did something for them, or at least hopefully they've been paid by now as of the recording of the show today, which is January 2nd. I think they have to be. Yeah. There's, like, there's like legal stipulations at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my money. Yeah. Moving on to number four for the week. Turns out Iwata played a huge role in getting Pokemon released globally. So Nintendo Satoru Wada was a brilliant man. Um, you know, we learn uh, about another one of his feats here, which is the Pokemon Company president uh, Sunekazu Ishihara revealed that Iwata played a massive role in getting Pokemon released outside of Japan. Speaking with Four Gamer, uh, as translated by the folks at uh, Silicon Era, Ishihara explained that it wasn't until the then president of Nintendo Hiroshi Yamauchi. Um, issued the edict that they decided to have Game Freak release Pokemon Red and Blue in America. The Pokemon Company and Game Freak had no desire to release a foreign version of their game, but clearly they had to do what their boss said. That's when Satoru Iwata stepped up, and uh, he said that the president of HAL Laboratory at the time, and it turns out uh, he was crucial in in moving this iconic franchise west, Um, Ishihara said, to begin with, Iwata-san got the source code for red and green, uh, and bam, read through it all, then began mapping out a course on how to make it a foreign version for release. 
So I mean, like Iwata literally took wow. the games and went, "Fuck it, I'll do it. I'll I'll do it myself." You know, <laughs> it's just you know you hear a lot of people say that that he used to have his hands in the coding pie. He was yeah, not a guy yeah. who was adjacent to gaming and just went up the ladder that way. He was a programmer. He was somebody who worked really hard on the games that he uh, he produced work on. That's impressive. Yeah, he continued saying Iwata-san first did the analysis, and with those instructions, Nintendo's uh, Murakawa-san, um, Turuki Murakawa, they're talking about, was just the uh, then assistant department manager of the plan production headquarters uh went on to work on its localization the story i heard from murakawa san uh, was also a very funny one murakawa was an engineer in the hardware field but one day he was told by his superior to quote go do an employment examination for the project this basically meant to go visit iwata san and for murakawa to carefully examine to see if he could accomplish the work himself so he stepped into hal laboratory and you had iwata san there telling murakawa san about all the work he had done up until then, and they say that the talk ended uh, ended up lasting from noon until midnight. Um, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this too, but but um, you know, Iwata was also responsible for uh, fixing the code for what became known as Earthbound before mm-hmm. its release. Um, and he's also got an extremely bu- bur- uh, buggy version of Smash for the GameCube, working uh, for Sakurai and Company, which I think we talked about last year. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty talented programmer. You know, it's, uh, again, a shame that, the that gentleman is no longer with us, but man, what a, what a cool story. You know, it sounds like he just got in there and, and took care of business. Yep. It, um, I think it still remains to be seen, um, if, uh, how much of, how much his absence is going to, have, going to, or not going to affect Nintendo. Cause I'm sure that, you know, like companies like that are always have like, you know, a significant lead time over the stuff that we, you know, when it actually makes it public. And so, you know, do, do, do you guys feel like you've noticed a change at all in, in the way that Nintendo has been uh, not since, yet. since he's left? The Nintendo Directs definitely feel, the, the one Nintendo Direct that has come sure. since definitely feels different. Yeah. Um, but I think it's too soon. Too soon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think by the end of next year, and and I think that the NX will be a bookend once the NX is released and... We see how they push and handle that. I think we're going to be able to see the the fingerprints of new leadership. That makes sense. To there me too. with that, we'll go. Where do you stand on that? I did. I mean, I haven't really noticed anything different. I mean, do you it, think probably? Do you think the NX might be the same telltale? Like you know that that might tell I'm, us whether that would make sense because yeah. the the new guy's going to have his hands all on that. That's yeah. going to be his first project. Yeah, all solely his project. Right. So I'm thinking that probably will be the winds of change to where he's like, hey, look at I did. So, yeah, that sounds maybe. about right. Guess we'll see you coming up here. Yeah, I mean, good times. All right, moving on to number three this coming week. Steam is in hot water after admitting security lapse exposed thirty four thousand users' details. First of all, I just want to credit uh, whoever wrote the headline on that article for that pun. Because, Steam in hot water. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Where is this article from? This came from Eurogamer. Eurogamer. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done. Well yes, done. Golf yeah, clap. Mr. On Tom that. Phillips of Eurogamer. Yes, yes golf clap. Mm, well done, sir. Uh, steam and hot water. <laughs> so what kind of hot water do they pour oh, on us? Man, I'll tell you. Um, essentially, uh, from what this article explains, on uh, uh, any user on Christmas Day, this happened, by the way, any user whose details may have been seen by others um, are, are going to be contacted by Valve. But what they're saying is, is um, 34,000 bits of information, passwords, and you know, login information uh, was all compromised. But the... The thing with it is, is it, it's not the typical methods that caused it. It was actually Valve. It was Steam that did this. Um, what happened was, is um, their their own anti DDoS countermeasures 
slipped up and caused information stored on cache pages to serve <laughs> the wrong users. So a bunch of people's information was sent to the wrong places, and 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 they wrote up a really lengthy explanation of it, which I'm not going to read here because it's it's really long. Um, Steam Store quickly returned online uh, once they they pulled it down in order to address the issues. Um, been a five day wait for information on what exactly went wrong before they released the information going up. But uh, dozens of Eurogamer readers uh, did say that uh, they were reported being able to see the details of other Steam users. They could go into their accounts and actually look at their credit card information and login information and passwords and all that great stuff. The type of personal information exposed by the security error varied from person to person, but including bill- included billing addresses, email addresses, purchase histories, the last four digits of a Steam Guard phone number, and the last two digits of a credit card number. Um, I, I went and checked out my account to see if I had any sort of problems. Fortunately, I was not part of the small... It's a pretty small number when you consider that uh, Steam's um, you know user-based number's in the, the millions. Right. Um, but not cool, Valve, not cool. Yeah. So wait, you logged in and you could see, like, if I logged into my account and I popped it up, it would give me your personal information? Somebody else's information. Yeah, yes. but I'm just saying, like, in, yes. in this scenario, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to check out my credit card. And it'd be like, John Santiago. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, 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 my God. Bits and chunks. Yeah. So, like, when you send information to their server yeah. to get pinged back yeah. for whatever your information was, their anti-DDoS um, countermeasures were... When it, when it was pinging and sending the information back through the, the chain, it was sending you somebody else's fucking information. So or chunks of it, at there's least. A lot of, there's 34,000 people who may or may have not paid for or gotten free games on somebody else's credit card. Well, so, okay, so now here's, here's the thing. is you know, You're logged in as somebody else. So if you made a purchase, you don't get that game. That person got the game. Oh, right. Yeah, so, so A, and then, you know, the, um, you know, just like when you log in to look at your credit card number, you, you don't see the whole number. You only see the last four. Yeah. So, so, so they wouldn't have been able to farm your credit card number. No, 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 I'm just saying, stuff, like, the whole, yeah. like, you're like, you wanted to play that game. You played it on Christmas Day, not realizing you were under your, somebody else's account, and you go back the next day, and you're like, well, where'd my purchase go? <laughs> yeah. And the person gets their account back and goes, I don't want to play Dog Groomer 15. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they did. Yeah. I, bought you a birth- I bought you a Christmas present with your own money. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how generous. Very thoughtful of you. That's one of my stunts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That does sound like a very goat thing to do. Um, either way, not, not a huge number of people. Not anything you've ever seen from yeah. you know Steam or Valve. You know, they're usually pretty good about that sort it of seems, stuff. So. It seems like an honest oops. It sounds like a. It and nothing like major a, got uh, out. Like uh, not full credit card numbers. Nothing yeah. major. You just what, what, more of a what the hell moment. <laughs> yeah, this it's it's more concerned from an identity theft standpoint because I'm sure there there was enough information. Like you could see like your address and you you could see like yeah. the person's address. You could see like other you know potentially yeah. you know identifying information for identi- well, yeah, and yeah, identity yeah, yeah. theft purchases. So. This is a um, for those Office Space fans out there. This is a. Uh, Shit, I put a decimal in the wrong place in a tech fuck up <laughs> right. kind of moment. I'm sure yeah. whoever coded their, you know, their their countermeasure software probably just it's it, it, shit, man, for all anybody knows. It's with my very limited knowledge of of, you know, coding, um shit, man, it's just a couple of bad lines of code that ruins the whole thing. Yeah. That's that's all it ever takes. Yeah. It, yeah it's that so. one little mistake here that just completely can break an entire chain of... Unfortunately, man. Hopefully they get it straightened out, you know, and I hope it doesn't happen again. Um, I'm, I think a lot of people are luckier. It just wasn't a bigger... Um, yes. You know, a bigger thing. Could have been much worse. Mm, indeed. These things always, almost always can. Scooting on, man. Number two. VR will push a resurgence of high-end PCs in the home, says Valve Rider. I can see that. Virtual reality, at least the good kind, will be expensive. It will also require a quality gaming rig. Um, 
when the Oculus founder is stepping up to defend the price of his product before it's even released, you know this will be the case. Now, this pub, this article was originally published by uh, Techno Buffalo. Techno Buffalo. Um, there's a link in the article um, where it says a, a Oculus founder stepping up to defend the price of his, his product. You can actually dig into this and read further about it if you'd like, but uh, Palmer Lucky is pushing pretty hard to explain to people why um, the... Um, the Oculus Rift. Now, to be clear, we talked about we've talked about the, the Gear VR a lot on this show. The Rift and the, the Gear VR are two different things. Gear VR is for the phone, and it is um, for those of you listening at home. Just to clarify, Gear VR is for the phone only. Um, but it is it is also a um, I, would the would the word, right word be like a lesser version of the Oculus experience? Well, from the, what, what's been explained. Um, well, yeah, because. Uh, be, you know, because when you're talking about the Gear VR, it's you're working off the horsepower that's in your phone, which, yeah. you know, modern smartphones are amazing for what they are, but it is not anywhere near close to what a $2,000 gaming PC is, able, yeah. is capable yeah. of doing. So, God, I hope not. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think we should be specific, though, and tell them that it's for specific phones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Yes. So, I don't want you to run out and get one, yeah, right, and you don't do have that. the right hardware. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the Gear VR is only for, uh, I believe, Two, maybe three iterations of the hardware have been released. Yeah, no, it's um, two. Is it two? Okay. Yeah. Um, Goat has the first generation. What they're calling the, the Note founders, 4. Oh, and only the Note yeah, Four. Yeah, only the, the Note, Note Four. 4. Um, I'm sure. I I believe there's three. I believe that there was an iteration for mm. one of the fives. Mm. Um, for for the S fives. Mm. Um, um, I I could be wrong on that, but I, I think there was. But the current model and the one that is that is that that people are talking about and the one that I have is because this is the one that has been released at the ninety nine dollar magic price point. Oh my god, what a great is, price um, point! Is works for any of the four Samsung Galaxy phones released in twenty fifteen, meaning the S six, the S six Edge, the S six Edge Plus. Or the Note Five. I think it's. I think that's what that mm-hmm. the, the 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 bigger version of the S six. You know, the the Note Five sized one, but the one that's not the Note. It's got the it's got the edge screen. I, I forget exactly what yeah, the, it's an what edge. the. Yeah, no, it's an edge. I forget. Yeah. I, th- I think it's S six Edge Plus. I think is what they call oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so any of the any of any of those four phones um, can plug into the current version of the the, the ninety nine dollar headset. Now you can get the older ones now also too. Most places have them marked down for like ninety nine bucks. Yeah. Um, um, and even less if you manage to find one used off of a friend. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, to, to yeah those clear. are the specific phones. Yeah. So make sure you're careful with that. So that's what they're saying. There's a price difference. The, the Oculus, now without the phone, the, uh, the Oculus Samsung Gear VR is a $99 unit. The actual Oculus Rift, which you have to have plugged into a PC, and it has to be a powerful enough PC to run and support it, um, I think they were saying the the price point's going to be in like the three hundred and fifty dollar range. You know, that is, is what that, they're talking about. That's what the, the that's, I believe that's around what the development kits um, yeah. have have been uh, running at about. Yeah. Um, I, so I'm expecting that. I don't think they've actually announced pricing. They, I don't I, think they have either. But they were saying expect yeah. it to be. Uh, it may be. It may have been like a hundred bucks less or something like that. I don't know. Usually, um, development stuff is more expensive than yeah. the consumer hardware, so yeah, yeah. I would hope it would be less. But I'm not. I don't think they've actually set a price yet. So you know, in regards to this, though, uh, Valve writer Chet Falechik, uh thinks that the the introduction of this demanding new take on the gaming medium is going to push a lot of consumers to go bigger and better when it comes to PC hardware. Um, he went to Twitter and uh, and he kind of made a statement and posed some interesting questions. He said, thanks to VR in this coming year, we will see a resurgence of high end PCs in the home. What's the side effect? What are the opportunities? If, 
And that's a big if VR takes off like companies are hoping it will. And like we kind of agree in this room with a the Gear VR being a very entry-level take on VR. Substantially better than Google Cardboard if you tried it, but but not as, as uh, robust as the Rift. Um, we think it's going to take off. Is that correct? We all agree that we think VR is going to be... Well, and important my, later. Yeah, my my big point with the VR taking off is the fact of it's uh, a hell of a lot mo- more mobile than you're dragging your PC rig over to your buddy's house. That is a positive to the Gear VR is you can take it virtually, and it's yeah. so lightweight yep. and yep. not intrusive. You yeah. can take the damn thing anywhere. Um, so uh, as companies are hoping it will, um, we will absolutely see a flood a flood of high end PC users as they try to embrace the products fully. Falashik is right on that point, but his perspective uh, requires that VR succeeds. And um, as for the side effects of the opportunities, that's really tough to consider. Um, you know, gaming companies are thinking both things over right now, but gamers will gamers demand more graphically intense experiences thanks to the new domination of high-end hardware? Will they be less willing to accept bad ports and aging engines? Whatever the case may be, if VR is a success, it'll impact a huge chunk of the gaming world. Personally, what we're playing right now on the Gear VR and what's been happening on a, a trial basis with the Rift, just scratching the surface. Charlie and I were talking mm-hmm. about this last night at his bottle share. Just scratching the surface. These things now are captivating and interesting and scratch my childlike sense of wonder, which I, does not happen to me very often. If they can crack open with physical controls like they're working on now, my God, it, it, why wouldn't it be a huge success? I want it to be a success so bad. L- ladies and gentlemen, this we right now are in the Pong stage of VR. Yes, I, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yep. What is this Fandagle machine and why is it in the bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so just to confirm, um, so I'm looking at the uh, Oculus Rift website right now and all they're saying is that um, it's a thing. It, will, it will be released in quarter one of 2016. That's it. No pricing or further availability. I don't believe that. that. <laughs> I'm going to say at least late summer, if not fall, in time for the holiday season 2016. Yeah, it could be. Um, now, the other... Now, um, you know, they're the other major competitor to this. Now, roll back if you guys are more interested in this. If you're a newer listener, roll back to um, I forget the number off the top of my head, but it's a uh, it's it was uh, in April, I think it was around mm-hmm. April of last year. The episode title is virtually the best episode we've ever done. It is our most listened to episode ever, yeah, where we where we break down um, all the different VR competitors and uh, and just kind of talk about them in some more detail. But briefly, the other major competitor is HTC Vive, and the reason why they are. Uh, a potential competitor is because they are backed by Steam and Steam VR, mm-hmm. and of course, Steam being what it is, just having <laughs> such a huge install base. Exactly. Now, originally, I think we said at the time they they had originally said that the Steam that the that the HTC Vive was going to be out by Christmas. Well, that didn't happen. Um, currently, now on their website, they say that there's going to be an upcoming Vive event at CES 2016, which is next week. And so it's entire. I'm expecting, and so we we may get pricing and release information for both the Vive and the Oculus yeah. Rift next week. So yeah, uh, we'll follow be. up on that. For I mean, sure. I mean, Oculus has a there's a brand recognition there already early mm-hmm. on. Yes, but I think whichever of the two of them delivers fairly priced, solid hardware mm-hmm. first with good support, that'll be the one that, that nails it. Nope. No. Nope. Whatever one the porn industry makes the first app for, that's the one to take there are, off. There are already people. There's already porn on. Well, see that that's yes. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> I'm sure you oh. have. 
I mean, it's both, interesting. Both of these hook up to the, <laughs> both of these hook up to a PC. So I so I would imagine that you know whatever whatever uh, you know whatever app Vivid Video makes would work on either one of them just yeah, as well. But, yeah, definitely, um, definitely not in a list of websites. No, of definitely <laughs> have not been doing any of that research of for course. the podcast. No, nope, for course. the podcast, he says. You know, you might as well be saying for the horde or hail Hydra. <laughs> Yes. Look, I'm writing inquiring minds on. I'm like, I wonder if this is a th- oh, okay. Of course, it's a thing. Mm. And then I'm like, oh god, this is like a whole thing. Not like, oh no, man, not like, like two sites. Whole like, no, a whole no, man. Thing. Look, that'll be that is going to. Be, I hate to say it, but that will be the deciding factor. Yeah, it always is. It. Well, but I don't yeah. know what I'm saying. I don't think it can be this time because I, I this the, time. Well, well, I know, this, I just, this time, this time, no, not I mean, for the Gear VR unit, but yeah. for the PC-based units, absolutely. Yes. Well, no, no, because I'm saying I don't think they'll need to pick between mm. which which one. If it oh, works, yeah, if it works VR. on PC, it's VR's VR. I think yeah, any sure. that'll work. Well, on but it. I'm saying, sure, that one aspect, but that one thing alone will not decide. In the case, I don't think in the case of VR units, I think no, yeah, that yeah. will be the. The backbone for it, but then whichever one has more software to choose from, the other one which has better support, yes. whichever one is more stable, whichever yes. one looks better, yes. has a better resolution, sure. all the little details will end so up stacking. What, so what you're saying is the one that's a better product will will win. On top of the porn, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. Well, we will, uh, you know, after CES, I'm sure we'll have some that and some other gaming related news to share. So we'll follow up after, uh, Indeed after all that. Yes. Moving on to number one this week, get ready to uh, to pinch your nose and make a stink face. <sighs> Major League Gaming assets sold to Activision for forty six million dollars. Of all companies, Wait, did you say million? Forty six million. First of all, Activision well, has forty six well, million. Well, well, pause. <laughs> that doesn't surprise pause, me at all. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Right there. Let me get this straight. They bought King. For more, well, substantially more money than they bought MLG. Yeah, and let me tell yeah. you why. Because King generates a lot of money, and the Major League Gaming, Major League Gaming. I'm sorry, I'm Major League Gaming fucking sucks. Have you ever really looked into this? Is my by the way, I'm expre- as I'm expressing this. This is my individual <laughs> opinion. Does not necessarily reflect the the views and perspectives of my co-hosts or the show. But I, for a time, considered trying to get into Major League Gaming. Um, uh, um, because I'm I'm really good at competitive first person shooters and you know other online games, um, but after looking at what you have to do to get in, it's such a it's a joke. And I actually let me read the article and then I'll extrapolate upon okay. that. Um, so Major League Gaming has sold substantially all quote of its assets to Activision Blizzard for the price of $46 million, effectively bringing about uh, an end to the esports company as it was once known. That's according to a report from esportsobserver.com. That that website exists, esportsobserver.com, that weirds <laughs> me out, man. Um, which says, Major League Gaming called a special meeting on December 21st where the company's board of directors authorized a sale to the Call of Duty and World of Warcraft company. As part of this change, Major League Gaming CEO Sundance Giovanni, that is his real name, by the way, nice. has reportedly exited the company, uh, replaced in that role by Greg Chisholm. Um, he was previously the CFO of Major League Gaming. Uh, Major League Gaming co-founder Mike Sepso left the company earlier this year and now works as an executive for Activision's newly formed esports division. 
Um, the sale was apparently done with less than 100% consent from uh, Major League Gaming stockholders pursuant to a certain code of law, but it's supposedly not sitting well with everyone according to the report, um, which if you go to Esports Observer, they've got more details on that. This does not surprise me. This is not the first time Activision has, has done you know hostile buyout takeover type shit. Uh, through loopholes, it's absolutely their style. Mm. Major League Gaming was founded in 2002. It originally hosted Call of Duty and Halo events before branching out to PC games like World of Warcraft, StarCraft II, League of Legends, and Dota 2. The company is now building a 15,000-seat stadium on Hinquin Island, uh, which is off the coast of popular gambling spot Macau. Oh. Look, Major, this is this makes absolute sense to me. Um but the, the rest of the article says, in October, a report claimed Yahoo was uh, in advance talks to buy Major League Gaming. A source familiar with the matter told GameSpot back then that reports about Yahoo buying Major League Gaming were, quote, not true. However, uh, <laughs> though they did confirm that Major League Gaming and Yahoo held some discussions. These talks are no longer progressing, obviously. Um, this makes perfect sense. This is Activision's way of trying to get into the competitive, uh, you know... Uh, um, Major League Game, oh, not Major League Gaming, but just the, 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 this is their way of trying to get into esports. They're buying up assets that people don't, I know why they're doing it. It makes perfect sense. I'm not saying I like it, but esports is not going anywhere. Not anytime soon, anyways. I, I don't take it like I, that. At I all. think it's got a decade, and then I think it's going to completely fall apart well, yeah, mostly it's, because it's, it's, it's games out. Yeah. That's exactly I, what I it don't is. take that. Yeah. That sounds like some shady fucking business, man. Like people are leaving and then they work for Activision and all of a sudden like their boss comes in and goes, payday, Merry Christmas to yeah. me. And it's under the rate. I, that's I, I don't know. It sounds like the words inside. Building a 15,000 seat stadium on an island in Macau, though. That's pretty fucking insane. Like that gives you yes. that. Nobody would make that but, investment if they didn't think that it, they weren't giving themselves a dedicated site to to host, you know, uh, um, esports events. It's not going away. As much as I kind of personally would like for it to go away, it's not. I will say this. I hope that maybe Activision turns Major League Gaming into something other than what it was. Because you're going to laugh when you hear this. In order to even get remotely noticed or picked up for esports gaming, they're, like, they would give you... If, I'm sure it's still up on the website. I'm sure they haven't changed any of this yet. I hope they do. You have to get noticed on their forums by users of the forums like you have to you have to garner a following with the users of the forums essentially to get in to even to even get considered not even get in so you have to i don't know i don't even know if it's necessarily x amount of youtube plays or followers or streamers but you have to you have to impress the the forum users to get noticed which i think is fucking absurd it is interesting you know um it's it's just shit like that hurdles like that that make you go this could go in so many different directions it's not even worth my time now, i just want to make sure i understand something so so this entity major league gaming yes how much of this entity is the entirety of esports um up until up until mobas happened up until basically until league of legends and dota 2 happened it was kind of the only thing okay you know, but and are um, they just like an organizing body? Like, is there like, like, are they, do they, do they manage, like, do they do the streams of the events? Like what, what is they, they do like, now? They? Yeah, they do now. But okay. initially what they, what they did first was before streaming became a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I remember when they announced this back in 02, I laughed, I laughed my ass off. I was just like, this is absurd. And nobody took it seriously and really kind of still doesn't when you're talking $45 million, the company really wasn't. I don't think was very impressive and whatever popularity it had garnered, I think has been kind of waning in the face of other esports uh, companies, you know, um, particularly anything League of Legends, you know, uh, related. But 
now that League of Legends and Dota have popularized the term esports and um, also streaming, live streaming those events, um, they do, Major League Gaming does do live streaming now, but primarily what they did initially was they would determine who the Major League gamers were and, um, you know, you, they would get you uniforms and, you know, um, form teams and for different types of games, the ones they mentioned. And okay. you were the, that was it. You were the pro Halo team for Major League Gaming or one of several pro um, gaming teams for whatever that game was. And they all competed against each other for much smaller prize pools than what you see coming out of League of Legends Dota because it never quite took off the way that the rest of esports has around it. But sure. it makes sense for me. For Activision to buy Major League Gaming because it's not an unknown entity and there's an opportunity to take an existing brand and turn it into something functional to com- to combat or at least compete with you know uh, um, other esports sort of outlets. I guess, the, I guess the thing that weirds me out about the most about this situation is I feel like a gaming developer buying Major League Gaming would be like. Would, would should Bears. theoretically disqualify any of their games it from would be participating? Like the Chicago Bears yeah. buying the NFL. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a bad example, but you you understand what I'm saying. No, um, but you're not wrong, and I get exactly what you mean by saying that. It's not it it it, it brings into question ethics. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so. which as we all know, Activision doesn't really have any well, other than bad man, ones. That's true. So, there you go. You know, you honestly think they give a fuck? All they see is dollar signs, that's, man. That's you know, true. that's fair. I'm interested to see whether or not esports becomes a, a more friendly place later, or if it just continues to spiral down the toilet into a cesspool. Like it's just it's bad now. I feel like it's going to get man, worse. Yeah. So, so two things. One, they're the Activision's a great business because they have no heart and they're after money. Uh, two, uh, now they have the money to make esports a little nicer by uh, hiring the League of Legends psychology department, <laughs> <laughs> and they can start their uh, their larger scale uh, study. What's uh, wrong with our <laughs> player base? I hate to inform you, but they're just a bunch of turds. Yes. <laughs> they're walking man poops <laughs> and she man poops. Yes, yes. I, I, I really want to uh, see she man. I want to yeah. see the. Uh, I want to see the, uh, the the research paper on uh, from from this group called uh-huh. uh, "What Makes a Douchebag." Yeah, MLG and you, Activision. Keep buying it up, man. Make us proud. Yeah, do, look, do something interesting with it because my one experience with like because I did start the application process. My one experience with it, I was not impressed at all. Yeah. Do something interesting with it. Although I know you're probably just going to turn it into a, a a hive of scum and villainy. But here's the thing. You guys are missing the big picture. They're helping us out. They've taken King down. No more stupid lawsuits about words. They've taken MLG down now by that. Maybe they'll make it so you don't have to self-market yourself no, on the internet. No, there's no taking down. There's assimilation. And then they're just using it well, yeah, to but build saying, their evil well, army. I'm saying they, they've, put them, they've put them under their umbrella so they can't pull any more stupid moves like that. Because I could have just like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, no, we're not going to do that. We're... You're just some little guy in the corner. Stop making noise. Back yeah. in your cage. <laughs> Maybe, man. Either way, um, any, anything anything where Activision starts buying things up does not bode well for whatever it is they're buying. Um, so we'll see. At least yeah. not on a on a as we said ethical level. So Business Activision, e- I, come I, on, really. Normally, when I close out a news story, I I say you know well we'll see or excited to see what's coming. I'm just you know. Fuck it. That's news this week. 
<laughs> so much hope. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, long-time listeners will know that uh, as uh, our, our tradition for our first episode of the year is to uh, talk about what our, our predictions are for the coming year, and then also to review our predictions from last year to see how accurate they were. Um, so we're going to start off with that. And so, uh, uh, Goat, here was, uh, as a reminder, here, mm-hmm. Goat, here was your predictions uh, for 2015. Let's see how well you did. So number one, Nintendo numbers will continue to improve. Um, I, believed, I believe that that is... Um, well, they didn't go down, so I, I will say that... Uh, they I sold s- a shitload of Splatoon bundles. That's true, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely, yeah. yeah they yeah. pretty much won Black Friday in console yeah. sales. Shit, uh, well, the game, uh, uh, multiplayer game of the year at the Video Game Awards yeah. was, yeah. was yeah. Splatoon. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a point for that one, for sure. Yes, um, Gryffindorf. You, you predicted that Zelda's release date will be November 20th, 2015. Uh, I'm sorry to say that did not happen. Yeah, well, you know, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to move that to 2016. Yeah, that sounds a little more realistic. That's probably true. <laughs> um, you predicted that Final Fantasy 15 will put the PlayStation 4 on the map. Um, I, uh, I, I, I will, I, I can't give you a point for that one, um, because A, it is not out, and, uh, B, PlayStation 4 is beating Xbox One in sales, so. Yeah, uh, PlayStation 4 put itself on the map. Yeah, it, yeah. No yeah. game help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah brand recognition put the yeah, PlayStation was like, 4 on the map. we're yeah. here, we're proud, buy our shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And everybody was like, good, good plan, yeah. Uh, you predicted the Fable Legends will be released in 2015. Um, the beta does not count, I'm sorry. Damn it, I was close! Can I get a half point? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a quarter point All on right. that one. Because I've been playing it most of the year. <laughs> um, you predicted that Connect will be lowered in priority. Uh, yes, point for that. And you predicted that... Uh, uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah. I have written down virtually no console exclusives. So I, I, what I will say is that by the end of 2015, console exclusivity will... Uh, Will have been will will be mostly a thing of the past. Is how I will interpret mm-hmm. that, and that sounds like something that, that if memory serves to a year ago, I think that's about what you said. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think that that is the it case? went way down? I think. I mean, it's already less than it was. I mean, anybody who who was playing games actively ten years ago probably be able to tell you that. I mean, it was a fucking war zone ten years ago. Now you get like some timed exclusives, but for yeah. the most part, I, mean, I think I think a lot of publishers. Because now, like, no, honestly, they stand to make more. Yeah, if they put yeah. it on everything. Yeah, the there's more, only the more ways somebody can buy your game. The more yeah. exactly. everybody's going yeah. crossplay. But let's, let's think about this. 2015, I'd say there was less than 10 exclusives. Well, if you're like rem- AAA, if you remember when we were going over the holiday release schedule, there was not a single, like not even AAA. I mean, I would say even single or double A PlayStation exclusive title the entire holiday season of 2015. Yeah, so. So, um, so ruling? I don't think it's going to change any any more from where it is now. I think the current state of like timed exclusives is a comfort comfortable thing for the industry. I don't think they're going to change it much. Um, so I would say we we could give them the point on this. Yeah, one. I'd give them the point. Yeah. So, so, so um, what so, are reckoning it? <laughs> uh, so so one, two, and a quarter. Two and a quarter out of what? Five? Two and a quarter out of six. Out of six, not bad. Mm-hmm. No, not bad, not bad. About my grade point average. John, <laughs> your first prediction was No Man's Sky will disappoint. You do not get a point on that because it has not out. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, Swing and a miss. Nintendo will announce a new handheld product. Was your was your was uh, the initial was yeah. was your uh, was your uh, prediction there? Um, 
and uh, no, unfortunately. I could have sworn I thought I thought it was just like or or I think I said I think I initially said hard hardware handheld hardware or hardware of some sort is where I left it. Okay. If you go back and listen to the episode, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to I'm just yeah, I'm looking over point. year old notes on this, so uh, yeah. so I, then there may be some uh, some shorthand here and some uh, some might be lost in well, translation. I, and I and when yeah. I to clarify when I said new hardware handheld hardware, I meant something besides a 3ds yeah. of some sort because yeah, yeah, they had already yeah. announced that the new 3ds. I'm, I'm going to give him a full point. Okay. For one, for two reasons. One, okay. you get a half point because you said hardware, which is the NX, and you get a half point for hand handheld hardware because of the mobile phone. Technically, yeah, NX is supposed to be oh. mostly mobile. So. <laughs> well, even then, mobile devices—they're called—they're putting them on phones. So that's a, that's your. I'll even take a half point on that, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> ha- okay. Uh, consensus half point uh, will uh, will be the award on that one. Uh, you predicted that the Xbox One will get Windows Tenified. I was technically. It did. The new dashboard did. True. Yes, it, it absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the Xbox One currently has Windows 10 as its core. So, yeah. uh, so yes, you you definitely get a point for that. Woot woot. New Gears of War will be shown at E3. You get a point for that, sir. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, Assassin's Creed will have another bad year. It was your prediction. That's true. Actually, it's record low sales since the original game was released. And, and how, um, well, how much have we talked about Syndicate? Which is sad well, because I mean, none of us have played it. Though. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That. And that 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 should yeah. be an indicator. Well, that, I'm yeah. a hardcore guy, and that, I didn't. That play and it. the fact that like, there's no news on it. Like we we were like it came out. It was, was widely end. ignored yeah. this year. I think I think everybody universally agreed that while even though even though Syndicate was fairly well reviewed, and most people who didn't like Unity did say they enjoyed Syndicate, that it was a pretty solid title. Um. I think most people kind of... There's a silent understanding that everybody kind of wanted to punish Ubisoft for their behavior in the last couple of years. I mm. think I think they could have put anything awesome out this year, and I think people would have shunned it on purpose just to make a point. It's kind of the vibe I get. But And your final prediction... Uh, so, so, yes, you get a point on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, finally, uh, Final Fantasy XV will not release in 2015, and you're predicting quarter two of 2016. Yeah. Uh, they gonna- did just announce last week that they are going to release it in 2016. They just haven't said... Quite when? Um, in what territories did they say? They they just said it will be released in 2016. Okay. They did not state. Half do point. we? Um, I I think 13 got a simultaneous release. I think it was. Do we think that they're yeah? Do we think that they're past staggered regional releases? I think I think so, for Final yeah. Fantasy, yeah. yeah, all the 13s came out. Okay, so so, uh, so it has did it, you you believe they've officially announced? They said it's coming out in 2016. They they but just we, like two weeks ago, three weeks so ago, they I'm said saying, it will be out in 2016. But they we just, don't know what quarter. Yeah. No, I'm date. saying okay. half point because 2016, but we don't get the quarter. Um. Uh. Yes, half point. Okay, so we'll do that. So so you uh, so you sir got uh, half point uh, there, one point there, one point there, one three, so four points. Wow, you got not mm-hmm. bad. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my predictions: Windows 10 to Xbox One integration will be revealed at E3 and will be very broad. But uh, I, I would uh, you get a point w- for that? Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, PlayStation TV will be on the way out unless greatly improved. What do you guys think? Uh, I think you get a point. I for will that. give you a point for that because we really don't talk about that. People a, who have it, it seem to really like it, but nobody bought it. Yeah, and yeah. it's not being supported. It's still it's, on my list of things to buy. If yeah, that's yeah. anything. <laughs> no hardware revisions on the PS4 and the Xbox One. 
You get yep. yeah, you get a point. Uh, the Xbox by the uh, by the end of 2015, the Xbox One will have one terabyte hard drive as standard, is what I said. Uh, half point. Um, it's I think an option. It's an option. You have the option, but it's definitely an yeah. option. It's, it's only I, on two. It's only on two bundles. I, I or maybe one. I don't think I should get the point for this one. Okay, it's, so? it's not standard. Mm. I, I was specific in that. So. Oh, you were saying standard, not available. Right. Okay. Yeah. No yes, point. No point. Um. I, I had predicted a Wii U revision, maybe with GameCube controller ports built in. We did not get that. Mm. Um, and official Steambox well, will... No? Well, I mean, we got the adapter, but yeah. the adapter was already out, which is why okay. I said the next one would oh, have okay. it built in. Yeah, no, we got a whole new system announced, so no point. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. And uh, I said that the official Steambox will release and it will disappoint. Um I don't think it's out yet. It? Is it? I don't think it came out. Not an official Steam not, box. Not the, not the Steam box. No, the, no, the, the, no, no, the, no, uh, the Steam box platform is out, and there yeah. are Steam OS machines mm-hmm. out there, but not the Steam box. Yeah. So nope. So that gives me uh, one, two, three. So John, you are the winner, sir. A winner is you. Yay! Hey. I'm gonna call this beginner's luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. I guess we'll find out yeah. next year. Won't yeah. we? 2017, 2017 will be the sophomore slump for jazz predictions. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, in the past, we've done really well on predictions. We've, it's on like Gamer we've been End. doing this for almost three yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can nail E three. We can nail the year. Yeah. Man, it blows my mind that as we see <laughs> the number of different things we can nail. I tell you. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, um, that's the only non-married man in here. I guess women. <laughs> doing this feature has made me. It, it, I can't believe that I've been doing this with you guys for a year now. Yeah. What a fucking year it was, man! Yeah. I mean, like five times you've been in this room, going, "Why do I keep showing up?" Great. <laughs> like, who am I? Why? Why have I pissed my pants? Who are these fuckers sitting across from me? No. Um, good lord! No, it's wild good, it's it's been it's been a good year, man. Yeah. It's been a good year. Yes. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm still. I'm proud to share this show with you guys every single week, and I'm proud of what we've built and turned it into, and uh, I'm thrilled that uh, that everybody at home listening listens every week, man. You know? Like, it's not often that I stop in the middle of the show to say thank you guys, but thank you. Yep. Thank you to you guys, but also thank you to everybody listening. Man. Yeah. And, I mean, no, but seriously, thank you to you, John. I mean, like, you know, there was, there was, a, there was a point in time after VJ left the show that I had um, contemplated whether or not Gamerhead Radio could continue and still mm. be entertaining and still be what it was, you know, because it was it was his it was basically his brainchild, you know, yeah. and then you know he, you know it was his idea to start, and then go came in and like you know you you guys figured out the original formula, yeah. you know, but f- so f- to lose such a key member, I was I was concerned. I, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I had said uh, no. I am getting this this I am getting this show to episode 100. I want to hit that triple digit mark. That yeah. was that was my goal, which was our first. First live show. Yes. What a milestone, yep. man. And then, um, you know, I had said, like, you know, I want to get it to that point because I feel like that is, that is, that is the, uh, you know, that is the college try, you know, that mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. if we get to that point and I'm still feeling like, I don't know, well, then maybe that's a sign. But yeah. we got to that point and then we just barreled through and just kept on going. Yeah. And, what a yeah. strange year it was when you think about yes. um, Goat being gone for a couple months and having a, a slew of, of like lovely guest hosts in here. Mm-hmm. Um, our super awesome E3, uh, you know, show where we had eight of us in yeah. here on the mics. <laughs> uh, fucking iDarb with Ryan was one of my favorite <laughs> things the last year. Um, all the live shows. All the live shows were great. The ghost was great. Uh, Midwest Gaming Class is great. Yep, yep. Um, I I can... 
I, I, I can tell you, listeners, that um, it is... I don't make promises I can't keep, so I'm not saying I promise, because I am also not a fortune teller. However, I can almost guarantee you that the number of live shows we will do this year will increase yes. over what 2015 offered. Mm-hmm. We, um, had, uh, we got a break, what, four? Five? Four. I think um, we did four. We, we, did, th- we did three. Did we, we, did, uh, we did uh, the 100th episode, Midwest mm-hmm. Gaming Classic, and The Ghost were the three that we did. Wow. Um, Fair enough. Just so seems like we did more. I think, I think, we, was, like I think we wanted to do more, but uh, yeah. it's hard to explain. Those of you that don't listen, don't know us off air, we're all really fucking busy guys, man, yes. that <laughs> well, we're able to come in here every week and record. Yeah. Sometimes we joke about it off air. It's a miracle that this show makes it to, yeah. you know, to, your, ear to your ear holes every week. Yeah, <laughs> We, we yeah. all have uh, other projects. There was, I think the... The three of us are only people I know who work three jobs pretty much consistently. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's this is one of speed. them. Yep. But you know what? It's that's that's really it. I guess is um, you know I I can't think of any any other way that I would have spent every weekend for the last year than hanging out with you guys, man. It's good times. Seconded, thirded, fourthed, yes. And for those of you listening, it was nice home, taking the summer off. If you, that's true. Um, for those of you at home wondering how it is that you can find your way into the seat of a, a podcasting host, if you ever want to be a podcast host, just Send hang out outside of Charlie's house and, wait, well, how, and pull up your shirt what? and pull your hairy man titties wait. out, and he will give you the job. Wait, but what? <laughs> that's not, that, how, that's not actually how John no, got the job. No, that's not how. That's not no. how it happened. I mean, it, it worked for you, but that's not happening again. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, like I got the job. Well, I, what I'm leaving out is I'm leaving a step out. They they told Thank me that I could God, be part I was of the on show tour for that too. Once we once we worked it out and we decided I was going to be part of the show, I just started hanging outside out of Charlie's house, just pulling my my boobs out, my man boobs. It's like every day, I come home and he's holding a boombox over his head. It's true. It's, it's true. Just like oh, just a boombox. I gave you the show three weeks ago. Go that's home. True. Like I'm not doing this for you, buddy. I'm doing this for me uh, well. <laughs> that is probably my favorite thing of hiring John the fact that I was on the road yeah and I get a text message from him hey I know you're at work when you get a moment hit me up so I run to the green room like what's going on and he's like I'd like to apply for the job yeah when I, not- when I saw when I saw VJ's <laughs> departure when I saw the the episode that he or the, the I don't even call it an episode but the clip saying that he was leaving I saw it I listened to it and then I went into to the room and Megan was in there and my wife was in there and I looked at her and I said, you know, they're losing one of their hosts. And I had only, if you guys remember, I'd only done the one guest Mm -hmm. spot, like probably eight weeks before that or something like that. Six, eight weeks before that. But I had been consistently listening to the show because I enjoyed being on the show with you guys. And I went into the bedroom and I told Megan, I said, you know, they're, they're losing one of their guys and I don't know if they intend to plug the spot, but I, but I intend to plug the spot. (laughs) You know, I said, so I'm going to call those guys up and see if they want me to come in there. And if not permanently, then at least come in and help. And initially, when it first started out, um, I helped edit last year's Best Of episode with Charlie. Yes. And that was kind of how it started before we even talked about me being on the show. We had just agreed that we were going to finish the show the year out with just the two of you and then start the new year fresh with a third host. And yeah. that's kind of like, man, and it's hard to imagine that all of those plans we discussed at that time, the year's really flown by. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's in, it's, it's in the history pages of the show now. It's cool, man. It's yeah. really rad. It's been, it's been a, a damn fine year. I, I, I still love the fact that not what, three hours before John calls me, me and Charlie are talking. We're like, all right, we need to start looking at, you know, people. And here we go, and all that. And I'm like, man, if we could get Santiago, it'd be great. We're both like, yeah. And then, like, John's like, hey, by the way, I want the spot. I'm like, I know. Holy shit, just, that you know was what? easy. It's, I, um, anybody who knows me knows I'm not a, uh, I'm not a particularly spiritual <laughs> creature. So I'm, I, I'm not one to rest my laurels on, on, 
you know, things that aren't of science. But uh, I, it is one of those rare moments where I feel like um, everything came together the way it was supposed to. It was a, oh, yeah. a cosmic luckiness there. Yes. So good times. Uh, so having having kind of closed out our, uh, our our predictions for last year, you know, in lieu of the holidays and the uh, best of episode that that you guys will be getting coming up. Um, we, we didn't, we didn't have a mailbag for you this week. You know, we opted instead to kind of reflect on our, uh, you know, our year and, uh, kind of say thanks to you guys instead. Yeah, definitely. So, so once again, thank you guys for everything that you've done and, uh, and we appreciate it very much. And, um, and, uh, what everything they've done, they press play, which I, Thank you. But everything they done, they didn't scale the Sahara. Not for nothing, man, but the majority of the shows up until the like last quarter of the year were yeah. like two and a half hours long. Yeah. That's a commitment, man, every week. And, and, that's, a, and, that's a lot of show. And the last one we gave you was two weeks worth of context. I think that one was a two and a half hour. Yes, so, uh, yes that. All right, you win. Oh, you We scaled it back <laughs> to save you guys some fucking hours in your week to like an hour and a half average, you know? Well, yeah, no, I mean, we for... We figured you had a couple days extra off. You could waste them with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, doing a video game podcast is a hard thing to do, an audio podcast, because mm-hmm. it's like when you're talking about something that's as visual and interactive as video games are, it's hard to just listen to people talk about them. So the fact that, you know, we have as many listeners as we have, I just, I, I'm saying, I'm saying generally thank you because... You know, it's uh, you guys could go anywhere for your gaming entertainment, and the fact that you guys come here, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Goat is losing his shit over something. <laughs> no, I until you said that, I've never understood the irony of this show. We are an audio-only podcast about video games. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, and um, you know, we, we we try and get into video stuff as we you know as much as we can. You know, especially the the, the coverage of events. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I have learned today that uh, that we have been approved. We will we, we will be recording a uh, a panel at uh, at Anime Apocalypse, and um, I, I got that confirmation literally while we were sitting here and recording. And so, awesome! So that that'll be a fun time. Hot off the presses! Yeah, Woo! yeah. The, I we literally don't even got know that, that. I got that text message as we were recording. So so John and Goat are learning that at the same, <laughs> which time which is incredibly like awesome right because um, <laughs> VS for Villains is also performing yes. at Anime Apocalypse. All right, so. Ladies and gentlemen. You got to show up. Double whammy. That's right. Two Easy peasy. Yes. <laughs> Twofer. Um, and then, of course, we will be covering uh, Gamerhead Radio. Well, we will also have double press, you know, double as press passes. And so, like, even when we're not recording our panel, um, just look for the the more. weirdos walking around in our Gamerhead Radio shirts. And yes. so, um, and more periscoping fun. Yeah, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, all of that. Um, and um, yes, but um, so so yes, if you can make it out to Anime Apocalypse, which is going to be at the Hyatt Regency uh, O'Hare, which is no, yes, no, Schaumburg, Schaumburg. the Schaumburg yeah. Hyatt Regency, um, which is right next to the um, right next to the Woodfield Mall and the IKEA over mm-hmm. there. If you know the area at all, it's literally it's just across from the road uh, from the Woodfield Mall. How can you not do this, people? You get two two great shows. You get to pick up some furniture. <laughs> And you hit the food court, you're out. No, and then yes. you go to level 257 across yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah, you hit 257 on the way yeah. out. Done. Right. I, this That's is right. the video game. <laughs> this is the, if you're getting married this weekend, bring her to the honeymoon. This is it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> by all means, do all of that. And um, uh, John, do you know the dates off of uh, for Anime Apocalypse off the top of your head? There, uh, it's going to be the last weekend of January. Last weekend yeah, of January, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, like twenty twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth, I believe it is. Uh, Double check. I'm trying to click on my computer. My mouse is not cooperating. Um, 29th, 30th, and thirty first. There you go. So last three days. Last three days. Yes. Now, as of this moment, there is not a schedule in stone. So I believe Views for Villains does not know yet 
what day or time. Yeah, we're actually still waiting to hear uh, which day we're performing out of the event. And uh, we, usually, the, they usually firm it up by uh, by the first or second week of January. Yeah, so and then long. we also do not know when we are going to be recording. That's so, right. so stay tuned for information on that. But if you're going to be at uh, Anime uh, Apocalypse, um, please come and see us because that'll be it'll be a fun time. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, our mailbag question for you guys for next week is going to be... We, so first of all, we are going to be talking about our predictions for uh, 2016 in our episode next week. And so we also want to know what your predictions are. So um, our mailbag question to you is just that. What what are your predictions for anything gaming related in 2016? Of course, you can, you know, there are you know, the big major consoles, PC gaming, mobile gaming, VR gaming, uh, tabletop gaming, card gaming, anything gaming related. We, you know, we're trying to branch out into more gaming mediums, not just, not just video games. You know, we've done our experiments with card and board and tabletop in the past, and uh, we want to continue branching out into those other areas. And um, also, uh, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, sometime this or next week, um, we will be putting up our um, listener feedback survey. We did that at the start of last year as well. We mentioned it before, and so that will give you guys a chance to uh, anonymous, anonymously, if you choose, or if you want to, you know, mention who you are in the course of the survey, you can do that too. But the intent is for it to be an anonymous way for you guys to give feedback on the episodes on the show and tell us what you think. And if you're, and if you did last year's, you know, we read those. Yes, and we, and we make yeah. shit happen. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, Last it, year, I think the high point from the survey was more live shows. Live, live shows in general. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, and um, so yeah, they they they, de- do, they definitely do not fall on blind eyes and deaf ears. So um, uh, please so, participate. Yes, yes, that very much. And so, John, on your side of things, aside from anime apocalypse, what does uh, what is in the future for you and the villains? Um, villains, I'm going to be in rehearsals coming up for, um, Anime Zap. Anime Zap is going to be this coming, uh, weekend in Peoria. Um, we, Illinois. this will be, yeah, in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. This will be our third, our third year running doing Anime Zap. It's really like super laid back. If you've been to any of the AnimeCon.org events, which we've talked about a few times, um, this is another one of those events. Um, you know, very, very laid back convention. This one is, I actually look forward to this one every year. It's like a little vacation for me and I'm going to be gone, uh, doing that for the entire weekend. Uh, that's what we're getting ready for. Trying to get a couple more songs. We played two new songs, uh, a few weeks back at, uh, um, Con Alt Delete and we're going to be playing I think we're going to try and squeeze two more new songs into this set we're playing an hour and a half again which we don't usually do we usually do an hour for the AnimeCon.org events these last two are like extra long sets so come catch those hang out with us have fun um, that's what we're working on right now we have another show pending that is not a convention show it's at one of the bigger venues in Chicago I can't say which one yet and uh, it's uh it was actually supposed to happen on New Year's Day, and uh, we decided with the venue to push it back to another date, and they wanted to push it to this coming weekend, which is Zap, ah. and we can't do it, so we're trying to find the right date for it. Um, uh, the only thing I will say about it, um, if it uh, if everything that we planned for it carries over, it will be a free show at one of the biggest venues in Chicago, so... Um, that is awesome, and it will be on a weekend, so okay. uh, we're looking forward to that. Um Otherwise, that's it, you know, as far as villain stuff goes, you know, just uh, keeping it light. Trying to start my new year off with a little bit less um, get up and go, man. I'm, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Now, what about you, Go? Uh, studio work, as usual. Trying to get this off done. Uh, trying to figure out 
production for the Phoenix shows and um, this starting the book stuff like that. Just a lot of a lot of behind the scenes. There was a, a slight sigh, and you guys didn't see it because you're not in the studio. But he's rubbing his eyes while he was talking about recording the record. <laughs> this is what we call um, studio musician fatigue. Yes, there's about once you get it to about the halfway point of recording an album, you hate everything about it. Mm-hmm. I've, you know? uh, I've actually put a pil- <laughs> pillow. I've put a pillow, little little uh, little throw pillow, on my studio desk. So I stop breaking a hole in my desk yeah. or beating my head into it. <laughs> That's the part you never you never hear about studio musicians. Like like when an album comes out and you as a fan are really excited about it. Like we got a lot of these fans coming up to us going, Oh my god, we heard those new songs at, at anime or at Con All Delete and oh my god, he's so fucking excited. Are you guys excited? And it's so hard. To look them in the eyes, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and go, no, I fucking hate it. I've been listening to it for a year. I'm so fucking sick of hearing it. I don't want to talk about it. But you don't want to be a shithead, so you, you get excited about it. But that's the part nobody tells you about being a recording musician, is by the time it gets to your ears, we've heard it for... Probably hundreds of hours, ladies and gentlemen. A little behind the little little minor <laughs> no. behind the curtain. Uh-huh. When we play a new song and it's spot on and tight and awesome, we've been playing the fucking thing for twelve months. Yeah, it's <laughs> old as shit, and we're like we're we're, we're hoping for new stuff. Anyways, we're, we are on autopilot. At yeah, that point. I just I noted your your oh, yeah. your studio. I just fatigue. want to get it done. I want to get it yeah. out. I want to get to the public. I want to get the the shows going and get back out on stage and get out the damn. Yeah cave for a while other than that um i really i mean just, video games yeah video games and uh some more uh, more x-wing or x-wang as carlton calls it wow of course he does yes mm-hmm. so other than that charlie uh, how's pony world uh pony world is is coming along um the uh you know i, I say it every week and so i'm gonna say it again uh you know winnie city in april uh everfree northwest in may and mlp msp in june uh it's gonna be a pony pony tastic spring for me and i'm looking forward to all of it um aside from that um I, i'm just looking forward to playing even more of metal gear solid 5 because i i loved it very much <laughs> you're making me want to play it seriously it's me. you're making me want to stop playing witcher and just get onto that it's. I mean, it is really good. It's really good, John. And I, I, are you are you gonna play Metal Gear on um, PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Okay, good. I need you to play it so that I can infiltrate your base and steal okay. your guys. Okay. Ryan plays it a yeah, lot oh, yeah? on Xbox One, okay. and he says that the base infiltration stuff is amazing. He actually, there's apparently there's the whole like nuclear disarmament like mm-hmm. thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. There is a group of people. He was explaining to me the other night, which is brilliant. One of the groups of people calls themselves the Patriots, and the other one calls themselves I don't remember. It's a Metal Gear reference. Sure. The ones that are trying to diffuse and disarm and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots are protecting, like, they're actually, there's a few people who are hoarding bombs and trying to protect them so people can't disarm them. And mm. it unlocks the true and final ending for the game if they're all disarmed. So people are feverishly trying to do it. There's this oh. big online fucking fight happening in this game that everybody's saying is like fever pitch legendary. Wow. And Ryan said see, it's really intense. See, the interesting thing is that the online stuff doesn't unlock. Until mm-hmm. like it doesn't become available to you to play until you until you get through uh, episode twenty two of the game. My God, of the of the story mode, like the uh, the 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 FOB missions and all that stuff. Like Metal Gear Online is like a whole a separate thing. Yeah. But like the um the the FOB missions and the base infiltration, all that stuff, um doesn't become available until after you complete you know episodes uh, you know, story uh, story twenty two or, or mission twenty two or whatever wow. it is. Out of fifty, which is what I just did, so I, I, that stuff has only just become available Holy to shit. me. Hold on, you have to put sixty hours of commitment into this game, and they're like, "Oh, here you can play online." Yes, it. 
Uh, uh, so again, <laughs> Metal Gear Online is like a separate yeah. thing, but this extra functionality, it's like the game just became like three times as big. Like with, with this stuff opening up, there's so My much more you can do. God. There's so much more that you have to pay attention that, to. That is amazing. You just got yeah. the Kojima bro fist. <laughs> This is another reason why I have to play this, because when I told my brother that that Witcher 3 won Game of the Year, he was like, no. He didn't even, like, in very Nick fashion, he didn't get angry. He didn't, he just, I I said, he's like, what won Game of the Year? I said, Witcher 3, and he went, no, no, no. Yeah. I said, have you played it? He goes, no, I don't need to play it. I played Metal Gear. I was just like, well, that's awfully presumptuous. He's like, I know what I know, and this is Game of the Year. Uh, You know, John, I, um... It did not. Uh, I apologize. It did not occur to me to mention this to you earlier. Um, there's so there's actually they they do bonus events, and mm-hmm. um, there's actually a, an event. I believe it goes through January nineteenth, thirteenth, nineteenth, something like that. Yeah. But um, it's basically an incentive for people to get through to mission twenty two to be able to unlock that stuff to mm. get more people involved in that. Um, but there are pretty substantial in-game currency bonuses for getting for hitting milestones in the mm. story and. Um, and as long as you as long as you weren't already at mission uh, mission twenty two when it started sometime in December, um, as long as you weren't already there, if you were at mission twenty one or earlier in your in your main story progression, um, then uh, you when the event ends, you get basically get a, a crap ton of in game currency depending on how far you get, like up to like like ten million in game currency units, which is a lot. So I most like absolutely should probably. Just show Witcher for the yeah. pretty much now. Yeah. Just, God, just, damn that. it! Just go home. <laughs> Good thing I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> just, like, just go home and shelf Witcher. Yeah, and crack the plastic. I, I and was a off. coin toss between one or the other, and I just picked yeah. Witcher. I don't know why I did. And That's I'm, a bad choice. I'm glad, but um, I might have to. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes. I'm actually booted up today because January first, second, and third, you get um, 50 extra um, uh, mission-based coins. It or shall be it done is. when I go home. So, yeah, just boot it up and log in today, and so we'll at least collect on that bonus. Hmm. Uh, and there's like daily login bonuses. Like they they they, they give you incentives to log in every single day. Um, wow. It's 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 a lifestyle. It is. That's, that's that's not wrong um but yeah no um but uh but yeah um uh, real uh yeah so anyways um so that that's me and that's us and um so um man uh, like john said earlier um 2015 hell of a year 2016 going to be even better uh guaranteed we're gonna capitalize that hella uh, yes, that. And uh, so, with all of that being said, um, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Twitter.com uh, backslash GamerHeadRadio, uh, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn, and on Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio. You can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call and leave us a voicemail. Severely underutilized, people. Uh, 94926Gamer. Uh, call us and leave us your thoughts, your rants, your thoughts, your feelings, and... Uh, I think I said thoughts twice, but uh, that's how much I want. Maybe them. your predictions. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you have your predictions, if you don't want to type out an email or a Facebook comment or whatever, just call us and leave us a message. And um, it's a it's an incredibly convenient way. Just to be clear, it is only a voicemail service. We don't answer that. So um, you don't have to worry about having to talk to us douchebags like live uh, in, in person. You just leave us a message and we'll, uh, you know, we'll play it back later. Um, uh, you can uh, download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play, uh, uh, or uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Radio, TuneIn, uh, YouTube Radio, YouTube, Twitch, uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, SoundCloud, and with or with your podcast downloader of choice. Um, uh, once again, uh, thank you again for an amazing 2015, and 
Uh, holding up a virtual drink, gentlemen, to cheers to the future of 2016. I don't have my headset. You're what? With what? Now? I don't have my headset for a virtual drink. There you go. Oh. Ah, well, uh, <laughs> later. Um, thank you very much for listening. This has been the first episode of Gamerhead Radio of 2016. We'll see you guys next week. Talk to you guys next week. Woo! Whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs>